No Jumper, coolest podcast in the world, and today we got one of the finest lyricists, rap sayers, alive. Mm, for real though. For real. What's up with you? Chilling, man. How you doing? Man, I'm alright, man. I'm mad I gotta fucking roll this Optimo grape because I ain't stop at the right uh, cigar store. Wait, you got your phone set up to film you splitting this Optimo? It's okay. No, I respect it. I just want to make sure that's what's going on. I'm, 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 it's okay, man. I, I don't, uh, had to smoke worse shit than this. That's real. I'm smoking though. That's a fact. See, that's I appreciate that. You don't take smoking good for granted. Because I'm sure there were days where the <laughs> weed was not so green. Oh, the, the weed was, you know what color that shit used to be. That shit used to be brown back in the day. On the East Coast? We were a little later than the West Coast on yes, figuring out they about was, the good weed. That's what I was, I had to come out here. I'm like, oh, that's what the fuck Dre was talking about. Mm-hmm. The chronic. That's right. what the fuck he meant. I did not know. I thought it was just some shit. Mm. No, yeah, when I think back on it, like the first times I came to California, I remember being like fucking really, really out of it. Mm-hmm. And then when I think about it now, I'm like, oh, it's because the fucking weed was so much better than you right, were used exactly. to smoking, you idiot. And when you go home, still, when you go back home, all that shit tastes like dirt still. Yeah. I got some bad weed right now. And it's just, you know, it's, it's, it's an experience. I got to smoke it. I already right. broke it all down. I can't even like, <laughs> I, I can't stop rolling this shit up. But I got at least another three blunts worth of weed sitting on a tray at my crib. That's um, going to get smoked. Fuck it's it. going to get smoked. I'm not going to not smoke it, but every time I'm smoking, I'm thinking, like, this, shit is, this is not great. Real shit. That's real. Um, so tell me about the new rich life of Benny <sighs> the Butcher, the famous rich not in Buffalo life of Benny the Butcher. Let's hear about it. Uh, the not in Buffalo life, the different life of, the, of, of this music shit. Man, it's dope. It's dope. Uh, especially financially, you get to do the things you wanted to do for mm. your family, uh, for your friends. Uh, get to invest in in people around you. Mm. You know that part. That's what I'm in love with. You know what I mean? It's, it's about enjoying life and and I don't know, man. This shit is incredible. I wake up every day and I still don't believe this shit. Really? But it come with a lot of dumb shit. It's been coming with a lot of dumb shit lately. Really? So, you got a lot of dumb shit you've been dealing with? Uh, you know, people and their feelings. You know, people love the underdog, and once you reach a certain level. You know what I'm saying? People, you know what I mean? It's all good, though. You that know, I hear, that, I hear that from people in all kinds of walks of life, that you get you get all the support when you first come in the yeah. game, and then as soon as you start threatening the spots of the, the, the upper yeah. echelon, that's when they stop looking at you as like, oh, yeah, we got we to gotta support him. We got to cheer him on. It becomes he's a competitor. Yeah, right, right, right. That's how it is. But for the most part, I'm enjoying all the the good parts of it. You know what I'm saying? Because, you know, that's what we work for. You know what I mean? I don't sit back and cry and complain about the shit, but you know what I'm saying? Just love it. You know what I mean? My mom proud of me, so fuck it. That's real. Things slowed down a little bit since uh, the COVID thing, though. Is that is that an odd thing for you to, like, you, you got all the fame and success, but now you, mm-hmm. you're locked down a bit more than you were previously. Yeah, hell yeah, because what I do, I'm, I'm a crazy tour animal. Right. You know what I'm saying? And that just shit just sat me down. So I'm just sitting down, just doing nothing. You know what I'm saying? But uh, it do give you time to get back in the studio. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Work on certain shit. And it's like, it's like professional sports. Uh, you see all the time the NBA dudes had off and the time the NBA, I mean, the NFL dudes, whatever, they wasn't pissed off at that. Mm. They get to sit home. You know right. what I'm saying? Some some people were, but it was other people like, fuck it. Like right now, you know what I mean? If you're not on the road, you got to take this time to spend with your family mm. all the time because i just been moving, moving constantly for three years straight. So I spend a lot of time with my daughters. Uh, I, I've been focusing on my executive shit. You know, I got the label deal with E1, so I've been paying more attention to shit like that. So right. I'm just taking this time, to, you know what I mean, to get busy. With the label deal, are you more focused on putting on 
your homies that you've been around for a long time or finding new talent? Uh, finding new talent. Mm. Finding new talent. Uh, because, like I said, the, the label deal is already done, and they sign. And, I still, and I'm still signing artists, but their situation is underway. So it's like uh, the, not the next thing because I'm still focused on them, but like it's what else? What else could I bring over here? You know what I mean? Right. Now, it's interesting because we've like seen you come in the game with very much the image of just being like this pure lyricist that you couldn't really imagine doing anything besides possibly selling narcotics and rapping. <laughs> now we're getting to see Benny the Butcher, the more developed, the, the version of yourself that you probably never would have got to examine if you hadn't experienced the success, you know, of like finding right. out about more areas of life that you could have expertise in. Right, right? real shit, real shit. So it's like, yo... I came in watching everything from day one, watching West Side Gun, paying attention inside the meetings with Paul Rosenberg and being around the A&Rs. And I came in paying attention to every fucking body, just soaking it in and just plotting on my moment, you know what I mean? And, uh, and wanting to make Griselda stronger and everything that I did. And I feel like me being on my own and having my own label there and being strong, I feel like that shit fuels Griselda too. Cause mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? It's like, look, Look what the fuck Griselda birthed, you know what I'm saying? That's interesting, though, because, like, when you think about Wu-Tang, I feel like in a lot of ways they were they were brilliant for everybody signing to separate labels, but at the end of the day that also might have helped kind of divide them when they were at their peak. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But uh, me, Kanye West, even though people love, might love for us to be, we're not a group, you know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? We all individual artists. And uh, I know people, like, spoiled because they see us together. When they, you know we when we first started they all seeing us together and all working on tracks and shit but we never been a group you know what I'm saying and Conway I'm pretty sure he want to start a label and West you see he signed a new artist so this shit gonna grow in and it's all stemmed from the run that we all been on right no yeah it's interesting because you know you come into the game very much this like tight unit but okay would you say that there has been like like I heard Joe Budden I, I watched almost all that that interview you guys did the other day and he mm -hmm. sort of like alluded to the idea that there were rumors of tension between y'all but then he didn't say anything about it is that is are there rumors of that I haven't no, seen that no it's not no rumors of tension I think <clears throat> excuse me I think that I don't know what people are talking about because I kind of I kind of seen that and I think and I think maybe when he was on his podcast and he was like he said some shit like uh, Benny with the uh, Benny run up Benny with the semi. I never even seen that, but I just seen it on Twitter. Right. I just think you know what I'm saying. People buy into that shit, man. What the fuck would, problem would Joe have with me? Joe cool, man. Right. Joe cool. Man. But but you think Joe? Or do you uh, do you get that question of like people thinking that there's going to be some division between you and the rest of Griselda at oh, yeah, some point? Yeah, because you know that's what they used to seeing. That's mm. all people showed them. You know what I'm saying? So right. they think that's natural. They think that's naturally going to happen, but it's it's kind of like the opposite. Right. What people really got to understand is that we're family. So let's say let's say niggas stop talking today to each other, which that's not going to happen. Uh-huh. Niggas is family. Niggas probably already done that before. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's a family thing. It got nothing to do with music or money and nothing like that. It's just it's family. You know what I'm saying? Them niggas is brothers. Right. Those, I, you ain't think I, I ain't been pissed off at West Side Gun before? We was kids. We fought before as as kids. You right. know what I'm saying? He my big cousin. He probably grabbed me up with some crazy shit. You feel what I'm saying? But you know what I mean? That's But that's, it's crazy, too, because you guys are getting in the game as full-grown men. Mm-hmm. Whereas, like, I, I understand if, you, hey, if you're 18 and you're in a rap group and you blow up and you mm -hmm. fucking beef with each other and break up in six months, I completely understand because you right, don't know right, what right. the fuck is going on when you're 18. Exactly. You all fired up, hot headed, and who knows what the fuck's going to happen. Yeah, and that's another thing that helps is that niggas is grown men, like you said. Right. And 
Do I see eye to eye with Westside Gun every fucking day or everything about this business? I'd be sitting up here lying to you if I tell you I did, but I trust him 100%. I could say that. Mm. And, and whatever comes with that comes with that. You feel what I'm saying? So I'm here. Uh, part of the reason I'm here is because of him. You know what I'm saying? So I'm a street dude. I'm heavy on loyalty. So I'm Griselda forever, no matter what people see me doing, no matter what, how this shit might turn out, who they see me working with, no matter how many times I say BSF, I am Griselda forever. Mm. Mm. Definitely. So when you when you have like new artists being brought in, like the Boldy James situation, mm -hmm. he's signed to Griselda, mm -hmm. or how does that work? And does that mean that he's then signed to all three of y'all, or is he signed to like them through Shady? Or no, see, Westside Gun is the sole owner of Griselda Records. Okay, you know what I'm saying. And when he signed, when Boldy James signed to yo, shout out Boldy James, the Versace project. Rapper, yeah. That's fucking crazy. You know what I'm saying? Y'all be y'all like to compare me to a lot of niggas, man. If y'all gonna keep comparing me to niggas, make sure it's niggas like Bodie James, niggas who from that back corner, that corner alley talk. You know what I'm saying? So shout out to Bodie. To me, he's probably the best person I could pick. Like if I was gonna add somebody to the Griselda mix to the three, I would probably have picked him. So when I heard that that was actually mm -hmm. happening, I was like, holy fuck, that's unbelievable. Man, and, and the crazy thing about it is, not even on no music shit. I know people say this all the time, but. He's like one of us type of shit. Right. You know what I'm saying? We don't be together every day. We don't talk every day, nothing like that. But when I get around him, it feel like I'm just around one of my niggas. You know what I'm saying? So, But when Wes signed him, he just signed to Griselda. And you know what I'm saying? And Griselda is a, is a powerhouse independent label. Mm. You know what I'm saying? I'm still just signed to Griselda. No, no major or nothing like that. So he got a good situation over there, I think. Is that a part of why you haven't dropped a project since Plugs I Met? Like a solo project? 50-50. 50-50. Because... I just did a deal with Empire for it. I was going to do a deal with RCA. But but that's for the label, right? With the Empire situation, or is that for your solo work as well? Uh, it's just a one. It's just a one album deal okay. with Burton Proof, and it's furnished through Griselda because I'm signed to Griselda. Right. So if a label want to spend some money with me first, they you know they got to talk to Griselda. You feel what I'm saying? Of course, me and Buzz, we sat at the table. We both bosses. We sat at the table. He's not going to do nothing. I, I'm uncomfortable with. Same as me. I'm not going to entertain nothing that that's you know what I'm saying not uh. You know what I'm saying? Ain't gonna work out for the team. Right. You know what I mean? But yeah, that's a part of the reason why I haven't dropped because I was I was in negotiations with RCA for a few months. For months. This COVID shit, even during like the Griselda tour in the beginning of part of the year. It didn't happen, you know what I'm saying? And no love lost to them, you know what I'm saying? But uh I start I start kicking it with uh Empire. You know, West already got the love with from Ghazi and them niggas. Uh, Empire, so we decided to do it with them. So that's that is what took a while. Just me trying to find this project a home because I felt like it. That's what it deserved. It deserved like a a different kind of push from what I've been doing. It deserved a bigger push and a bigger look, and I've just been trying to find it that. Right, because, I mean, when we think about everybody in Griselda, that's kind of like one of the main things that the group is known for is that everybody involved just drops projects all the time. It's like y'all say that you make projects in the course of a couple of days or a night. Right, right, right. Uh, so what is, like, plugs I met? Like, when we, or excuse me, the new project, Burden Approved, when, mm -hmm. we, when we actually see it, is it going to be something that you just put together in a short period of time off of energy, or is it going to be the culmination of all this time that you've recorded a, a, a ton a, of shit? A culmination of all this time. Uh, I started working on a project a year ago with Hit Boy. You feel what I'm saying? And 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 I've been out here for, for two weeks, and I'm I'll just finish recording songs for it. Hmm. So it's like a, a year. You know what I mean? Only because it's that it wasn't coming out, so we just adding to it, adding to it. He might call me right now, like yo, add to it. Actually. I'm going to go put a hook on it later when I leave from here. You know what I'm saying? Really? 
uh, I'm meeting my man at the studio. I ain't gonna say his name, but it's a famous rapper. Meeting my boy at the studio. He gonna he gonna get on there. Definitely Drake. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> nah. Um, <laughs> see, he got kind of nervous. He's like, <laughs> um, but okay. So this project, like in your mind, is this is this like a, a giant step for you? Because as much as there's like a shitload of different classic Griselda projects, it's like they all kind of do sound like studio sessions of like uh -huh, uh -huh. just going in for a short, sort of shorter period of time. Whereas like I feel like what you're, I feel like you have a Get Rich or Die trying in you, like a crazy mm -hmm. ass epic project that covers a lot of different styles and mm -hmm. flows, et cetera. Like is, is that something that's in your head of what you really want to put out this like definitive statement? I feel like this is that. That's why I'm calling it burden of proof. Mm. You feel what I'm saying? It, uh, I can tell you this, the people never heard nothing like this bef before from me. Mm. And everybody thinking that. I hear pe I, I read the comments and, you know, people are so fucking judgmental, man. Damn. You know what I'm saying? But I read the comments and people on there like, yo, we want that Derringer sound. We want the Alchemist sound. Of course. You know what I'm mm. saying? That's the Griselda sound. I am Griselda. And I want people to know that like, anything that I'm on is the Griselda sound because I am Griselda. Uh, but at the same time, man, you got to give, you got to give. You gotta uh, give dudes like Hitboy their roses, you know what I'm saying? Who been around, how he been around it, and he's a chameleon. Mm. So it's gonna sound more, more of like, uh, a, it's gonna be Griselda, you know what I'm saying? I'm not going over there doing no crazy shit. Mm. Man, Hitboy's a genius, you know what I'm saying? And he got shit up his sleeve, and we work well together, so people gonna see that. Do, do you think that there's gonna be stuff sonically on it that people are gonna be shocked by? Like, damn, I never heard him rap over this kind of beat before. Hell yeah, hell yeah, I think so, I think so. And that was the plan. Right. And that was the plan to, uh, to do something different. People already know what I could do. You know what I'm saying? I wanted to do something different, and I wanted to expand it. And I wanted to step into my role as a, as a creator. You know what I'm saying? It's, everything got to be steps. And right. I wanted to take another step. And I feel like I did it on this one. What do producers give you in terms of beats? Do they come at you with a bunch of beats that sound nothing like the usual beats that they're making because they haven't heard you on the usual types of beats that they make? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They send me, they, producers send me everything. Like, it sound like shit I already got, to be honest with you. Mm. And I'm be thinking like this. This is what I want to say. I love working with up and coming producers. But if I got access to niggas like Hit Boy, Harry Fraud, Alchemist, Derringer, DJ Shea, uh, who the fuck else? Like everybody. Mm. If I got access to those dudes, like, come on. You know what I'm saying? If you're going to send me some shit, you got to send me some shit out the f that's going to blow my fucking mind. Like, why would I rap over a beat that's, that I feel that's mediocre that came from Joe Smo? You know what I'm saying? When I already built a relationship with these dudes. Mm. People got to realize I'm still on the ladder climbing myself. I'm not just all the way where I want to be. So I'm working with the producers who can who can give me something too, you know what I'm saying? When mm -hmm. I be working in the, in the studio with these dudes, these dudes give me input like, no, you should put a bridge on this, or no, you should come, you should put another verse, you know what mm -hmm. I'm saying? I'm working with like people who's actually producing a song. So I love up and coming producers, but it's like, man, these niggas send me a thousand beats and I'm already working with like some of the greatest people in the world. It's like, man, you gotta link with artists who haven't, who don't got a producer yet. Right, because everybody in Griselda is pretty much lyricists and aren't necessarily people who have a shitload of experience with making a, top 40 fucking hit and shit whereas a lot of these new people you're being exposed to in the game have a totally different viewpoint right yeah that's a fact you know what i'm saying and and like i was saying it's like even even hit maker you know what i'm saying uh he hit me the other day was like yo because I, I did some shit uh on a i put a verse on a cash dial record and he produced a song and i guess he got it back he was like yo you killed that our, our work not done so even the dudes like him who who stay on the charts who's, who live on the charts he he wanna he, he he a real nigga. He reached down to fuck with a nigga like me, mm. and I say reach down because you know our music not about charting and about nothing like that. And I know how people say like, how the fuck do you live if it's not about that? It's, 
I can't explain it. It's not about that. It's about so many other things. When people are trying to chart, when people are just trying to make fucking jingles, when people are just trying to do this and do that, people are trying to clout chase. That's what people mean when they say Griselda is a breath of fresh air. It's like no pressure music. Mm. I'm in there telling stories about my life, comfortable with it. You know what I'm saying? Not worrying about if a label gonna tell me like, no, you need that one record. I, I don't got that type of song on my Hit Boy album either. Mm. It's not that one record that I'm trying to sell to the people. I don't do that shit. Do you think you might ever stumble upon that though? Because but at, at the same time, like I always think of Griselda as kind of being like Mob Deep, and like mm-hmm. Mob Deep never had a hit record that sounded like a hit record. Mm-hmm. They just had like the best versions of their sound. And that's what it's gonna sound like when you get a Benny hit record, it ain't gonna be a Drake hit record. It's not gonna be a fucking Lil Wayne hit record. Them niggas is like the Beatles. Mm. You know what I'm saying? It's gonna be a Benny hit record. I can't I came to do what I came to do. They came to do what they came to do. Mm. You feel what I'm saying? So I think people are kinda like walking backwards when they when they expecting a certain type of artist to make a, a record or impact like a, a certain type of different artist. Mm. You feel what I'm saying? We artists, we we picky about our shit. I know you picky about this shit. Oh, yeah. This shit look good in here. I'm like Adam on his shit. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm just being real. I'm like, no, Adam was like, yo, we need this. Right. You know what I'm saying? We need that. But this shit look good in here. And you picky. We artists, we picky about our shit. Mm. And I don't want to be nobody else. I want to be Benny the Butcher. I don't want to be nobody the fuck else. Right. But it's crazy because, like, you know, th- th- there's certain things, like, when I see Russ featuring Benny the Butcher, it's like I wanted to hear what Benny the Butcher sounded like on whatever kind of beat <coughs> Russ was making because I know that Russ probably ain't trying to get you on a song that sounds exactly like a Griselda record. Mm-hmm. Or when I see a picture of you with Scott Storch, the thing that goes through my mind is not like, oh, another rapper hanging out with Scott Storch. It's like, what the fuck is that going to sound like? Because right, right, I ain't right. never heard Scott Storch make a beat that sounds anything like a Griselda right, song. Right, I heard. right, right. Guaranteed when you... Guaranteed because... I'm the same way. Mm. Like fucking Scott Storch tell me to come come through and do a record. Come on, I'm I'm a regular person. I can't believe that shit neither. Mm. I'm around the house. He give me a tour around the house. You know what I'm saying? And, and I'm just in awe just to be in this position. So I still take it all in. But after I did the record, the record is fucking amazing. Mm. You know what I'm saying? The top. And I ain't even gonna get. I ain't even gonna talk no cocky shit right now. I was about to say like I ain't gonna say that. But anyways, like when you think of Benny and the Scott Storch, it actually came out. How was supposed to, you know what I mean? After you think about it, you're like, okay, that is a Benny and Scott Storch record. It actually came out like that, you know what I'm saying? Really? So you think that that's something that might end up on the next project? No, nah, because it's a this project, Burton and Proof, is me and Hit Boy. You oh, know what I'm saying? Oh, it's all Hit Boy. It's okay, all Hit okay. Boy. It's all Hit Boy. You know what I'm saying? But definitely, it, it could pop up on. We we don't know. We don't know what it could pop up on. How many songs do you, are you legitimate? Are you choosing from for the Hit Boy project? And how many songs do you feel like you got in the stash in general? And do, do you worry about that shit getting old, or is that stuff all fresh in your opinion? Hell no, I don't worry. I, I don't worry about it getting old because when you play when you play the music for people, if the music if if it, music to me got a now I got a two year lifespan. Mm. You feel what I'm saying? If it's three years old, feel like it's feel like it's old. This right. music is not that old. You know what I'm saying? Like I said, we started in a year, but I was still recording shit since I've been out here. So it's a mix. And people don't understand. That's what I did with Tana Talk Three. I did the exact same shit. Uh the music, you play for people and they be like, oh shit, da 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 da. You know what I mean? And I just got shit in the tuck. I got three albums in the tuck already. Right. There's certain rappers that I can hear something from them and I can immediately tell like what year it came out like the, the new Gucci mixtape has a bunch of Young Thug on it and mm-hmm. that, it sounds like Young Thug like three plus years to me mm-hmm. you know so mm-hmm. like he's a rare rapper that I feel like I can sort of like carbon date when it came out but I wouldn't say that you 
I don't know. If no. I listen to some shit from you three years ago, I might be able to tell. But also, you've like no, changed you, you so will much be able to since tell. then. Yeah, and I'm not letting nobody put no three year old shit out with me anyway. Right. I'm not letting that happen. I don't. I don't like that old shit. And yeah, I definitely don't got no three year old songs and no shit laying around. You know what I'm saying? Right. Just ready to put out that I didn't do shit with. Right. Would you redo a verse if it came down to it in that situation? Would you just like re-say it or is that just totally out of your frame of reference of things you might be down to do i wouldn't i wouldn't only only way a three-year-old benny verse would come out if somebody bought a feature from me three years ago and they just now putting it out and mm. then i'm like fuck it go ahead and put it out but it's like nah if it's some three-year-old shit coming out under my control is it's not coming out or if, if it gotta come out I, I will want to redo the verse but people i'm not gonna lie in the room i already know people gonna tell me like no you don't gotta redo it da, 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 da. But self-consciously, I probably would want to. Ain't no telling. Are you? Are, is that like a risk when you do a feature? Like, shit, like, what if this guy chooses to put it out in a weird-ass way? What if he, you know, does something goofy with it or he puts it out, like, way down the line or some shit? Man, you need clearance to put those records out. Mm. People need clearance. To, everybody in the industry know you need clearance. You can't just put a record out. Right. Just because I sent you the verse, you still need clearance. So, you know what I'm saying? We not on no fuck shit where we not giving nobody clearance, but we not going to let you put out anything. You can't have no old shit with me. It's like, yo, remember we did this shit 10 years ago and putting it out? Like, right. I, I, I dare you to. People be doing that, though. I've seen, <laughs> I've seen people die, and then people drop features with them a week later, next couple of days. That actually almost That's happens right. almost every time you someone get dies. A call, you would get a phone call from my lawyer and my management. Right. You feel what I'm saying? Trust me. Yeah. There's something really sinister about putting out your feature without clearing it after somebody passes away, though. And I'm so used to seeing it now that it doesn't even surprise me at all. That's fucked up. But in a way, after they pass away, they probably will want it out there. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Like, fuck it, put it out. I'm I'll, gone. But sometimes it's like if it, if it didn't come out for years and years after they made it, there's a reason. And then you're only putting it out after they die because then that per the person knows that they're not going to get an angry phone call from you. Which is true. <laughs> <laughs> which is true. Right, which is kind of strange. Um, yeah, so, okay. The, so this project is in the works. That's very exciting. Um, in terms of just, like, who might be involved in the project, have you thought about the feature side of things on this at all? Or is, or is it something that you're not really thinking about? Uh, yeah, yeah, I thought about the features. I could tell, I could tell you this, that... It's, I'm on here with somebody you, they never heard me. Mm. You know what I'm saying? A, a, a top artist, uh, a top three artist. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's like on your project. Yes, on the burden of proof. Just a, it's you know what I mean? It's, it's music, man. If, if you're a Benny fan and you know what you know what to expect from me, right. and if you're not, go back. Listen to Tennis Talk Three. Go back. Listen to the plugs I met. Fuck that. Listen to all the features I've been doing this year, and just know that. This is going to be the most well-rounded project that I put out. Only because, not saying because, because uh, we getting better. The whole team getting better. Griselda getting better. I'm getting better. Right. Everybody, Hit Boy getting better. The management getting better, learning to work with us. It's just that. You know what I'm saying? I feel like we at our peak right now. That's it. So are we ever going to hear the, the Drake collab that allegedly yeah. exists? Yeah. He's top three. Some might say top one. Guess what? And, and I'm not talking about him when I say that. Mm. Yeah. That's, that's, that's small company. That's what I'm trying to say. Interesting. Well, I mean, we also have uh, seen that you're out there in Wyoming and whatnot. No, for real. We could say Kanye's top three. I don't know. I don't know <laughs> what the guessing. rankings are these days. He's reaching. He's reaching. <laughs> I mean, there might be nah, another. I don't know. You going? You going? I'm gonna tell you when. I, I'm gonna tell you when we turn the camera off. I'm okay. gonna play it for you. Right. You know what I'm saying so. So what was that Wyoming uh, scenario like? Though, were you out there like helping? Right, helping like like how how did that conversation even take place? Mm. But they told us like, yo, yeah, we want y'all to uh, fly out there. We went to uh, we went to the Sunday service in L.A. 
And uh, it was like, yo, yeah, you want to try to fly out here? We flew out there. Uh, I tell people this all the time. I didn't do nothing out there. I promise I didn't. I really? chilled. I smoked. I listened to beats. And I chilled and I smoked and I ate. I listened to beats. I, yo, Cy High played me his whole album, though. Right. That was the highlight of my trip of going out there. Really? I heard his whole fucking album. You know what I'm saying? And he, got a, he got some shit. Blew you away? Blew me the fuck away. I'm not going to lie. Really? I'm not going to lie. So you were out there, but just on some cool shit. You were just hanging out, catching the vibe. Yeah, the, you had a good time? The intentions was to work, but when you, when you work with guys like that, you never know what the fuck you're going to do when you fly out there. Right. He had a whole bunch of... It was, he, he had shit going on. You know what I'm saying? This is Kanye West. So, you know what I'm saying? Probably was a different time. You know what I mean? Right. Probably need a different time. But I did hear... I don't know if I'm saying shit I ain't supposed to say, but I know... I feel like uh, Wes and Gunn got something done with him. I really? feel like they do. Yeah. Wow. That'd be exciting. Mm-hmm. Um, do you do you feel like that next Kanye album is actually coming out? Because I was actually reloading my phone on a Thursday night, the night that it was supposed to come out, and then it didn't actually happen. I'm sure. I'm sure. Because going to the Sunday service... It's like they doing incredible shit with music and they remixing songs and shit like that. And mm. if that's what he been working on, I know he getting in the studio. You know what I'm saying? Sunday, Sunday service, the first time you went to church in a long time? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a fact. How was it? It was dope. Not was like dope. your normal church experiences as a kid? It was all singing. It, it felt like church. The uh, surroundings wasn't, it wasn't like a church, but everything else was like church. It felt exactly like church. Right. Well, that's good. Singing and all that. Think you think you're getting back into religion? You might go and start going to church all the time? I need to. I ain't going to lie. I used to go to church in prison every Sunday. Really? I need to go to church. feel bad. You're going to ask for forgiveness for all, all that you've I done did that to last society? I, I did that last night. Right. I did that last night. I always ask for forgiveness, you know what I'm saying, and let God know that I'm thankful for the opportunity he, he uh, gave me. And I'm not worthy, and I'm going to try to be responsible with it. You're one person who is actually like one of my strongest like memories of just a crazy thing that happened in an interview where we did an interview. I started asking sort of like specific questions about your uh, street history and stuff. And then as soon as we finished the interview, you wanted to be um, unbelievably clear that all the cameras were off. We actually turned up the music. So I felt like I was on like a, in, in like a gang fucking, like not like a gang, but like a mafia movie or some shit. So we turned up the music so that like there could not be a recording of this. Mm-hmm. And you started to actually hit me with a lot of knowledge about the work that you put in back in the day. Mm-hmm. And it was extremely interesting. I never told anybody about it. I've told people about that, but without the name. Uh-huh. And it was just like, whoa, like this, this Benny guy, like I can see why these lyrics hit hard. Because you know what? You've been out here. A lot of people, it's people who've done a thousand times more than me, but I just know I could, I could rap good about it. And, and, and it goes to thousands of people. Mm. You feel what I'm saying? I go, sometimes I go out my way to let people know where we exactly came from. Because mm. these dudes get on a song, and, and it sounds like they're talking the same shit I'm talking, but that's all they're doing is talking it. Mm. And I don't do it to kind of glorify it, saying maybe some people say I do, but I do it just to, just to let you know who's who and what's what. Like, nah, we was really, and we really, and we really come from that, and, and shit's still going on. Mm. So I say that just so you know who you're dealing with and what you're dealing with, because, you know, all these dudes say that. And... It's pride coming from what we, what, the shit that we done in the streets. Those are the only accolades that we had before this shit. Mm. So those is like trophies, the shit that we done. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I mean, that was, I mean, when you talk about being famous in Buffalo or, or being like a popular guy at that point in your life, I mean, it, it wasn't mostly from rapping at one point. 
Well, I, I always been. I always been doing it. You always been doing that. Too, listen, yeah. I met DJ Shay. DJ Shay is like a top guy, top producer. Meeting him, I've been doing shit before I even ran into him. But meeting him in Buffalo, it was like a successful thing. Mm. It was like running to motherfucking uh, your local top guy. You know what I'm saying? So, I, and I met him when I was 19, mm. going back and forth to jail. So, and ever since 2005, I've been on a good high level rapping. So. To be honest with you, a lot of people just thought a nigga was just rapping. Mm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like real shit. Even in my city, a lot of people thought a nigga was just rapping because I've been under Shea Wing since I was 19, and and when I came with him, we came with a six-figure budget. Right. You know what I'm saying? It's like it was a it was a big lovey. Shout out to lovey. It was a somebody behind dropping all the cash and making sure we was where we needed to be. Mm. So you know, people a lot of people knew me for that and, and was thinking that he don't got to do that. He a rapper. Mm. You feel what I'm saying? Real shit. But so like so much of the inspiration early on and like so much of the realism came from the fact that you were really living that life. Does it ever feel like maybe enough time has passed by or you're far enough away from your prior life that it just you sort of feel disconnected to, from it and that you're sort of just like just not tapped in in the same way that where it used to be like that was the shit that you were doing at that time or a few months before or whatever? Of course. Of course. Anybody. Any. I'm. We talking about the real street shit. Right. If you're not there every day, you're not tapped in. There's mm -hmm. so much shit that goes on inside the streets. Even though I got the homies with me all the time and I'm getting phone calls and people who still dealing with that shit call me. I talk to them every day. Mm -hmm. People call me from jail every fucking day. Like, if you're not there every day waking up and doing what those niggas doing and riding around with those niggas and in front of them stores or, or knowing who, who shot at who last night and knowing what's going on, like... You can't say that you all the way in tune. You know what I'm saying? Uh -huh. I would never dis or disrespect the streets and say that I'm all the way in tune. I'd be rapping. Yeah. Is it is it just me or is it sometimes kind of hard to talk to people on the phone in jail? Because like, yeah, hell yeah. You can only talk about what you're doing, but you feel like a dickhead because it's so much better than what they're doing. <laughs> and then you can't be like, so what you doing? Because you already know what they've been doing. Right, they've been right. Staring sometimes at the I, wall. Sometimes I slip up and ask my niggas what they doing, but <laughs> but I've been there. But I know like. You could be doing shit in there. Right. You really could be doing shit like, yo, we just left programming. You know, I'm programming and shit. Nah, I just got finished working out or ah, da, 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 or I just got off the phone with such and such and I'm calling you. Like, they be doing shit, but right. I ain't going to lie. Like, majority of the times, my niggas call just to hear that shit. Mm. Tell me. And they call me. It's like a fucking interview. Yo, you, where you at? You in L.A.? Uh, your girl with you? Who, who you got with you? Got the homies with you? What car are you driving? Mm. Uh, how many chains you got on? Like, niggas act shit like that. They want to know fucking everything. Right. Facts. I got a homie who called me from jail the other day, and it was like, I'm, I, I'm, I, I hit him with the, so what you been up to? Which, mm -hmm. uh, I immediately was like, oh, fuck. And he starts like, the only shit he had to tell me about was gang shit, politics between mm -hmm. different people, somebody who had an issue with him, somebody mm -hmm. smoothed it over, somebody beat this dude up, et cetera. And it's just kind of like, fuck, like at a certain point in the conversation, it makes me feel like, damn, I can't tell him about how we just got an interior decorator to redo our house. Because mm, mm. that sounds like something that is kind of feels fucked up what? to be telling him about right. that, right? You got to tell him that because you know what right. he's going to do? He's going to get right off the fucking phone and be like, yeah, you know, what's your boy doing? Mm. He, doing he ain't doing shit. Well, my boy Adam just redecorated his whole <laughs> shit. No, real shit. They living through you. That's what they're going to do. They're going to get off the phone and mm -hmm. they're going to tell all their homies in jail about how they get on the phone with people who doing good in life. So when they leave, this is who they're going to be around. Like right. real shit. I respect it. So um, in terms of the, your crew that you put on, though, uh, what, what made them the ones that you wanted to actually put on? And what, what do you feel like they're bringing to the table is going to help expand Griselda to another level? I feel like 
Rick Hyde, you know what I'm saying? He back there and shit right now. I feel like smoking big dope. You know what I mean? It's a it's a family thing. And he a person who who came under my umbrella. And like I said, I come under DJ Shea, Westside Gun, and Conway. When I say under those niggas, they was going to the studios before I was, and they invited me. Mm. They was doing the shit kind of like when I wasn't thinking about it. And him, when I came home from prison in 2007, he was at the studio under Shay's umbrella helping Shay. So I come home, Shay like, yo, this Rick High, da da da. He, he actually never told me who he is. I just see the nigga at the studio every day, like sitting in my spot and shit, like the spot that was mine before I left and shit. So I knew he was family, but we got cool ourselves. But he been around it. And shit, I trust what comes under our umbrella. You know what I mean? He, mm. He's cut from that same cloth. He's lyrical. He tell them stories. He got a story to tell. And, and, and I love that shit. And I'm rooting for him. And basically, he, man, you know, he got that feeling. Mm. When you want to talk about real shit. And he's from a few blocks down from where I'm from. Montana Abbey from a few blocks down. And uh, he talked that shit, too. He got mm. a story to tell. And he provides that feeling. And everything he say, you know he been through it and you know he mean what the fuck he's saying. So mm. it, it, it was perfect to me. Are they still out in Buffalo most of the time? Hell no. Nah. Oh, Hell okay. no. Nah. Them niggas are signed. Them niggas got to deal with Black Soprano Family slash E1. Them niggas got, some, got a few dollars and they got a better situation. So they don't got to be there. They working. Right. That's got to feel good to, you know, be able to help take people out of that environment. That was my life goal. That was one of my life goals, not to get people out of the environment. That's going to happen regardless mm. when you're doing certain things, but to get the label deal, you know what I'm saying, and put people in position. And and I achieved it, and, and it's working, you know mm. what I'm saying? They just put out uh, the new XXL cover. You paying attention to something like that? We, you famously turned it down last year. Uh, Yeah, I'm paying attention. I seen it. I didn't get a good look to see who, who everybody on there, but I see some dudes on there look good. They got some rappers. Yeah, I see Fabi on there. Who mm -hmm. else on there? Uh, From New York. Polo G on there. Right, Polo G. I love his album. Mm -hmm. Let's actually let's pull this up. I don't know. Polo Polo is one of my favorites. Oh yeah, his album is awesome. I mean, he's like um, he, he very much has like that uh, you know melodic sound fully, but I feel yeah, like he yeah. he does an extremely good job at it. He lyrical. He lyrical. Yeah, you know they got in terms of like rappers. Oh, it's kind of it's hard to say who we consider to be like. Dope lyricist from from the cover. Man, it's all good, man. You know what I'm saying? You, you heard that Chica girl? Nah, she's really good. Oh, word. She? I gotta check I, her. I'll go out on a limb and say she's probably the best rapper on this cover. Oh shit! Damn, they might get mad about me saying they that. They gonna be, they gonna be mad. Don't nah. cut that out. Ugh, no, I, I, I think I gotta say it. Like a lot of people be doing some melodies and stuff on this cover, but I think that yeah, I, okay. Rick agrees. Yeah, I'm gonna, and, I might and, have to give it to her. And Polo G up there, I got to hear her. Mm. Oh, she, I gotta she's hear hard. Her. She's, she's like, she could do a lot of shit rapping. Like, she's lyrical as I got to listen. You on, you on to that, Rick? Yeah, she's fire. Oh, okay. Yeah. She okay, be doing okay, some dope okay. singing shit, too. Yeah, that's fine. I'm going to tap in. But so, I'm okay, the loop. Do you, have you ever at any point like regretted uh, not doing that, or do you think that that was the right move still? What? Uh, not turning down the cover. Yeah, it was the right thing. Mm. What, the, what, that, what that was going to get me. And they, listen, and you see when I did the interview, when I did the interview, do I be saying that? If, if you tell stories, I'm just kicking it with you. Mm. But when you tell stories like this, do they be mad at you in the industry? Like, they don't let you do shit. They be trying to blackball you when you say shit like this. We just talking regular shit. It really yeah. happened. I think people like, respect you for that. Yeah, it's nothing to hide. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Uh, basically, when I did the interview with me, Wes, and Conway, they was, they, they, they sent the freelance writer to do the interview, and they didn't give a fuck about what he asked, basically. But they told him to tell. They told him to say one thing: is that they never did offer me to cover 
You know what I'm saying? But of course they're gonna say that. Really? <laughs> you know what I mean, that's interesting. Of course, if you tell a girl like shit, I don't want to fuck you. She gonna what's she gonna say? Like I wasn't gonna. <laughs> he you turned anyway. me down. No, she's gonna fucking exactly. reshape this story. Exactly. Yeah. So of course they're gonna say that. So that lets me know further. Mm. You feel what I'm saying? But uh, just like I hate to keep bringing up a big homie name, but shit, Hove told me not to do it. Like, mm. Who who's gonna get it? Who's gonna not take advice from a billionaire? Right. <laughs> you know and because you know how they shape these narratives is that right now they would be saying like, oh, you know, Benny had that double XL cover and then he, what, what he what he done since then, like has it been a year, he still didn't even drop that project or whatever. Like that gives them a reason to say like, look at this career highlight milestone, even though it's really not. It's just like a one media company choosing to give you a look, but then they're mm -hmm. going to compare everything you do after that to that. No. Nah. I, I dropped since then. Mm. I did plugs I met. Right. Since then. Oh, that was after that. Okay. Good yeah, point. Yeah, yeah. You know, that was after that. That was after that. You know what I'm saying? Because cause it, was, it was circling right, right after Tanner Talk. Mm. And I didn't take it. You know what I'm saying? I, Hove told me, I had a conversation with him uh, like in early in the year. You feel what I'm saying? And I didn't drop plugs. And I dropped plugs like in June. Mm. You know what I'm saying? With Black Dog on there, Pusha T. Remember? No, no record deal. Niggas fuck with me. Off respect. When I say no record deal, of course Griselda, no major label, nobody pulling no strings for me. Me doing all of that. You know what mm -hmm. I'm saying? On my own. So, you, you know consider I mean? that project a classic? Do you consider it your best project so far? Uh, I don't. I don't. I would want to because that's like I love that project, but I know the fans put Ten to Talk 3 over that one. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So I'm not, you know what I mean? Majority of the people say Ten to Talk 3 is, is, is better than that one. But to me, it's a classic as well. And I'm pretty sure people are going to beg to differ. It's just me at a different time. So that's why it's hard to compare. Uh, that's why it's hard to compare uh, the albums and shit because they like my babies and they at different times. Mm. So it's just like comparing your children. You know what I'm saying? So I can't do it. You know what I mean? Of course, I feel like I always, I'm always going to feel like my latest work is better because mm. I, I feel like I'm getting better. I'm never going to say like some shit I did years ago was better than the shit I'm doing today. I don't feel Fuck no, I don't feel like that. But do you have that word classic floating around in your head when you're putting together a project? Like, I want this to be judged by that standard, even though that, that standard is like almost impossible to plan for. Because mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you really don't know how the fans are going to react to your right, shit. Right, right, right. Well, well, yeah. I'm saying, to be honest with you, it did, it did better than Tanner Talk mm. far as numbers. You feel what I'm saying? And Tanner Talk is is definitely highly revered as a classic. But if we talk in numbers, it did better numbers. I got songs like Fight of 50. I used a different flow on there. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, I don't know. That's up for the fans. But I know it's in a conversation. Definitely. And I know it smacked a whole bunch of other nigga shit who was dropping last year. So, And every time I drop, I'm in, like, the top. Of the, I, got a, I got a top verse of the year. I feel Every fucking year. When you look at somebody's Apple Music, when the, the list of albums, I mean, that's kind of like, there's a few things you judge a rapper on. You judge them by typing their name into YouTube and seeing what the videos are and how those, like, what the top couple songs are. Right, right, right. That's and then a fact. the albums on Apple Music or Spotify is the other thing where that really, that's like, because, you know, most people won't drop a project more than, like, once a year. So that's just like, this is your 2020, this is your 2019, this is your 2018, mm -hmm. and that's a huge way that you judge an artist. It's like, exactly. to what extent is it worth going back to their album four albums ago? Or are you just finding out about this rapper, so you're only going to fuck with the new project? You know what I'm saying? Real shit. And I just feel like every year I've been leveling, or every time I drop something, I've been leveling up. Mm. And I think that's a key to it. Mm. I tell people that all the time. Like People want to see the levels. They want to see you climb the ladder. They don't want to see you stagnated. You know what I'm saying? They want to see you moving. People like to support people who moving. You know what I mean? Mm, definitely. Um, I would not have brought this up, but we were talking about it earlier before we came in here. What do you feel when you see 
six nine running around in LA, basically like you know, trying to get shot. Man, we we know what he about. We know who he is, and you know what I'm saying. And you know what I mean. Like I said, I hate I hate speaking to him. I hate speaking on him. You know what I'm saying. Mm. I I be trying to do that shit off camera because it's a conversation topic. You know what I mean. It, it really is. But speaking on that nigga on camera and all that. I, you know, we know what he he gonna he gonna be him. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? He's gonna continue to be him and and try his antics and get his views. So you know what I'm saying? I just expect people to be them. Do you think that's a, a black mark on the history of New York hip hop in some way? Man, I don't think so. I don't think so. Yeah, I don't think so. I just feel like more. I feel like more more than hip hop street shit. Right. You know what I'm saying? Street shit, cause that's that's a street thing. It's not a rap thing. Before before becoming a music thing, it's a street thing. Mm. What he did, you know what I'm saying? He told on street niggas. Right. So before it goes back to music, it's a, it's, it's a street thing. So, you know what I mean? He did what he did. Fucking. It would be one thing if New York didn't have a bunch of dope shit happening right now, and that was the only thing that had happened in the last few years. Niggas on fire right now, motherfucking right. uh, motherfucking uh. My nigga, uh, nigga Sleepy Hollow and motherfucking mm, Chef, uh, G. Chef G. Them niggas did do the deal with RTA. They moving right now. Fire. You feel what I'm saying? Like I said, I always shout my nigga Famo out. My nigga Famo Banger, he doing mm-hmm. what he got to do. Niggas like Favi and, you know what I'm saying? It's a whole bunch of niggas. It's a whole bunch of niggas you can name. Did you ever meet Pop Smoke? No, I never met Pop. I, post, I was supposed to go to uh, Paris with uh, Wes and uh, Virgil. Oh, wow. And, and he Wes ended up running into Pop out there, but I never met him. Really? What do you think of uh, that musically, and what do you think about the Brooklyn drill thing in general? I think the Brooklyn drill thing is dope. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's just fucked up that it's behind gang shit. You know what I'm saying? It, and that's a real situation. People dying and people, and there's real shit going on. It's just you know they just want Instagram with it. Mm-hmm. I think I think that part fucked up. But I love to see dudes is getting their followers on the gram. They putting their videos out. They making money. I love to see that. I fucking love to see that. That's healthy. Mm. You know what I'm saying? That puts New York back in the conversation. I'm from Buffalo. I'm not from the boroughs, but I'm still from New York. So that puts us back in the conversation. Mm. We can still say, look, I'm over here doing this. Uh, motherfucking chef and sleepy. Oh, them niggas over there doing that. And these niggas over here doing this. You know what I'm saying? We all, we all one. You know what I mean? Even if it's no unity, it is, it is some type of unity. But even if it's no direct unity, what you see, everybody on the outside gonna look at us as one. They gonna look at those as some like New York shit. Right. If you were in the studio and they put on one of them drill beats, though, how would you feel? I might rap to that motherfucker. Yeah, I, I, I would love to hear it. I'm not saying you should put it out, but I would like to hear how it I'm sounds. I'm trying to for tell show. people I do that shit all the time. Yo, shout out my artist, Love Boat Luciano. He got some shit he just dropped, and I'm rapping drill on there because he a young nigga. He do that type of music. And right. When he want when he want Big Bro on his album, like he want his shit. And, he, and plus he know me, so he like nigga, you rapping like that. But I know how you. I know you can get busy, so that's the shit how he want to hear me. And, and I did that for him. I didn't know about this when I first interviewed Benny the Butcher, but I went back deep, deep into the catalog, mm-hmm. and Benny the Butcher back in the day was sounding a little Chirac. <laughs> now, I wouldn't say Chirac, but I'm just saying it's like, you know, trappy. Mm-hmm. I would say trappy, you yeah. know what I'm saying? Because like I said, man, I'm an old nigga, really, though. <laughs> I just Same. love this beautiful. <laughs> I feel you. And I'm saying, but it's like, it's I, I done been around the eras. Mm. You know what I'm saying? I done been around the eras of music. Like I said this before, I've been in the Dipset era when everybody was rapping over the Dipset beats, everybody rapping over the Trap beats, everybody rapping over the Locks type of beats. I've been through all of these eras. Mm. It's just that Griselda came and, and, and did something vintage, and I was a part of it, and that's what people know me for. You know what right. I'm saying? So it must feel extra crazy to be blown up at this point in your life. It's crazy. I'm happy that 
God made me wait for it, though. You know mm. what I'm saying? It mean more. That is crazy. That's crazy to think about. Because, like, normally, like, when people have to grind in the rap game for 10, 15 years, uh-huh. it, it keeps becoming less and less likely that it's going to happen. Right, right. You're, like, the rare situation where it, it, it you got better and better with age, mm-hmm. and then it happens. Yeah, I told myself, though, like, in and out of jail and shit. Like I said, I've been around for a minute. When I was 19, you know what I'm saying? I was doing this shit at a high level. We going out of town doing shows. We got CDs pressed up. We got shirts. We got a like a, a, a van for the record label. We jumping out some shit with TVs all around that shit. Right. We was a movement since then, 15, 16 years ago. So it was like going through what I had to go through. I told myself, I had the conversation with myself like, yo, you, you know you might not never, ever be like a nationally known artist. I told myself that before. And I kept doing it because it wasn't, then it, it became not about that. When I was in my 20s, yeah. But then when I hit my 30s, it wasn't about trying to sign a deal or trying to do this or we're trying to do that because I always had upstate New York. I always had a few other cities, surrounding cities. So it was like, if I can expand off that, that's what I started focusing on, mm. expanding just off that. It wasn't about holler at the labels, da da da, because I was the same person. I've been charging for verses 15 years. I've been charging for verses. If I did something for free, I did it for free. But right. for 15 years, people know me. Benny the Two Chain Benny Man, what's my name? Niggas know. You, if you want that boy on your track, it costs money. I've right. been doing that shit. So I was just trying to build off of that. There's so many levels to it. You know, like, there's, there's a lot of rappers who are, like, on a local level, can get shows and do features, et cetera, you know, sell merch, whatever. People look at you guys like you just started doing it in some way right. because it just became visible to them. And it's crazy to me because it's like I was hearing about Griselda and, and you and, and Gun and everybody by name mm-hmm. years before I actually like really listened to it enough that I became like a fan. And that's kind of crazy to me, too, because it still kind of feels like you guys are new artists. Right, right, right. Even though, I mean, that was mad long ago. Yeah, it's like Wes, Wes dropped the shit that really put this shit on the map. We're going to all take it back to uh, Fly Guy. And he was doing shit before that, but that was early 2016. Mm. I'm on there. Conway on there. Conway was dropping shit around that time. I was on his shit. We talking 2015, 2016. Mm. So, you know what I'm saying? We talking, we talking where blogs is picking that shit up. You know what I'm saying? Wes is doing videos and shit like that five years ago. You know what I mean? So, this shit go back for a second. That's real. Um, okay, I got to bring this shit up. Uh, mm-hmm. you're... I'm waiting for it. <laughs> Your name mm-hmm. has been dragged at least a little bit because of your association with this sort of mixtape um, quote unquote. Well, I'm not going to call it a scam. Some people mm-hmm. have called it a scam, but basically, the the gist of it is that there is a series of mixtapes that are hosted, I believe, on Datpiff and SoundCloud, mm-hmm. and they're just mixtapes of different artists. Right. And the the sort of accusations been thrown around is that people's Instagram, social media is basically they'll you know, sign somebody into their account and then that account mm-hmm. is basically used to have conversations with up-and-coming artists and then these artists end up on these mixtapes. Mm-hmm. And I guess that alone, you know, it sounds like it's kind of on the up-and-up, but then the allegation is sort of that they, these mixtapes don't actually do anything for the artists, and I think that's where a lot of the, uh, the issue has gone mm-hmm. with it. And I know that you are somebody who doesn't want their name associated with something that people see as being sort of unethical. Uh-huh. So uh, what's your thoughts on it? And how, how did this become a thing for you? Uh, man, it's a thing just putting some music out from local artists who don't get a chance to do what we do. Mm. You feel what I'm saying? Who could, who could hit me up and I do a series of mixtapes and it's $500. You know, some people don't like it. 
And I understand that, but you got to invest in yourself. And that's not the only thing that you should be doing. Mm. You can't just invest $500 and think, okay, sit back and, you know what I mean, and wait to fucking blow up. It should be a multitude of things. That should, that's something you could put on your resume. Mm. And uh, far as it, and far as it's not doing anything, when has anybody, let's just say, if you take, if you take a guess, you don't even know these people. You don't even know these random people who pay their hard-earned money to get on this mixtape to try to get a look, right? Mm. But if you could guess... Have they ever been on a project that, that we talked about on a platform like this? Probably not, most of them. That's all I'm saying. Just the fact that we talking about it now, just the fact that I thought at the Joe Button podcast they was going to bring it up. They didn't bring it up. They didn't, but they spoke about it. Right. So just the fact those two platforms, it's worth it right there. Right. Back for me, I, I paid for niggas for features hmm. coming up. I paid to do shows. Now we, now we talking about somebody who was probably on a higher level than these dudes back locally. Like I said, I've been running this shit in my town. I paid for features. I paid G Herbal for a feature. And I'm saying shout out to, to the homie. I paid French for a feature. Shout out to the homie. Guess what? I'm, I'm, on, I'm on French. I'm on a Coke Boys album for free. He hit me. Mm. And I got some shit with him. And guess what? I got some shit with Herbal. You know what I'm saying? For free. Relationship type of shit. Mm. When I invested in my career. You feel what I'm saying? What else? I paid to get on big mic tapes. I did all of that shit. So mm. everybody don't understand it. You know what I'm saying? And everybody don't feel it. And everybody felt like, man, he should be putting niggas on. Don't they, don't they see Rick Hyde down there with, sitting behind me with a pocket full of blues, a rolly on, and two chains? He is on with a record deal. With two of his videos hit a million views last week. He He's is nodding. on. He said you know facts. what I'm saying? So when they talk about I don't put people on or shit like that, it's just, I know it rub people the wrong way because they feel like, damn, you successful already. You should be doing this. But, you know what I'm saying? It, it, it's all about who, who, who want to invest in themselves and we done had it posted on College Kid and a whole bunch of shits. I could keep going. A whole bunch of shits. It's not for everybody. Because mm. once I got to a certain level, I'm like, I'm not paying for shows no more. Once right. I got to a certain level, I'm like, okay, I'm not paying these certain artists for features no more. Once I got to a certain level, it's certain shit that I didn't do no more. Mm. So it's not for everybody. Right. But have you gotten blowback from some of the fans of or artists? Because I've seen sort of like Reddit threads about it. And it, there's, certain, there's certain people who are not happy about, you know, what Listen, they've gotten me, out of it. Let me, t- let me tell you, though. Let me tell you some real shit. And I'm going to tell you some real shit, though. Because people might think they paying for a relationship with me. Mm. You feel what I'm saying? People might think that. But that would cost way more than 500 if you want to buy a relationship with me and people don't take it for what it's worth i feel like i hope the artist is listening to what i'm about to say i feel like too much emphasis has been on dick writing other rappers do what you do don't look for your shit through another rapper you feel what i'm saying if a nigga gonna fuck with you and shout you out off you being a real nigga or off you being who you are go ahead you know what i'm saying i get in my i i for Pusha T to get on that to my, my shit, I DM'd him. Mm. No pride and no nothing. He could have left me on scene and nothing. I wouldn't have felt no type of way. Niggas, niggas did that before. He hit me back and did that. And ain't asked for nothing. And there's other artists I could say that about because that's how they felt. And there's other artists who who probably wanted me to pay or probably wanted me to dick ride on that. I don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't do that. So it's like, man, don't look for don't Don't... Okay, this, this is how I could break it down. You know how people just love to dick ride the rappers. When you see me, and my, if I'm coming somewhere, if I'm at a show, and you want to be in my face like I'm going to further your career, I promise you, the niggas standing behind me are the ones to talk to. Mm. When, I, when, I, when I pulled up, this is, a, this is a big interview. You know what I'm saying? When I pulled up here, 
for even y'all for to open the door. I didn't contact y'all. My assistant contact like, yo, Benny outside. Niggas need to talk to him. <laughs> you feel what I'm saying? Right. Like real shit. Niggas need to be trying to pull up on those type of niggas. Don't be dick riding no rapper. Pull up on the entourage. The niggas who's setting up my shows. The niggas who's getting me, uh, introducing me to the dope uh, photographers, to the dope uh, videographers, all that type of shit. Y'all need to link up with those niggas because mm. they the ones pulling the strings for me and for everybody else. Everybody want the limelight, though. Everybody want to stand next to the light. It's not about that. Right. You in the trenches right now, so you should be trying to do anything you could to get a look. It's all about a look. Well, it's weird because somebody in your position, people want you to be responsible for every single aspect of yeah, your yeah, career, yeah, yeah. when in reality, it takes a, quite a few people to make the business of Benny the Butcher exist. And you're not the biggest artist in the world, so think about how many people it takes to make a Travis Scott exist. Yeah, it's a yeah, fucking a, whole yo, army of people to make people that happen. I be telling people that it's like you, I'm the face of this shit. I'm just up here talking. You right. know what I'm saying? But for me, to, for the shit to happen, for the uh, the ball to roll in the direction I needed to roll in, it's people in my corner. It's my staff. It's dudes like Jake. Uh, dudes like uh, yeah. Let me name some staff. Jake. We got City Boy. We got Harlem. We got Cat. Uh, we got Steve. We got Ock. Uh, that's just on my side of things. As far as Griselda, we got motherfucking, we got B. Burton, we got D. Jack, uh, we got a whole bunch of them. We got Chad, you know what I'm saying? He worked with Conway. We got uh, fucking Chase, this is my manager, motherfucking Hip Hop, Ben, Sam. We got people like that, you know what I'm mm -hmm. saying? Who, who making shit, who making the wheels turn, you know what I'm saying? So that's kind of like who people need to talk to, you know what I'm saying? If, if you want to get your foot off the ground, don't try to stand in the light of the rappers for the clout shit. If you're really trying to get the work done, talk to the niggas who pressing the buttons for the rappers. Mm. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of interesting because I feel like one of the main things that people take issue with is just the idea of you not being the only person using your Instagram and that, like, you know, somebody might be super hyped to be having a conversation with a Fat Joe or a Benny the Butcher or a Jadakiss or a Safari. I saw that they, mm -hmm. they got Safari doing tapes now. Shout mm -hmm. out Safari. Um, I can't speak on... I can't speak on... I can't speak on... On what these other niggas do, mm. but I'm definitely in them DMs, mm -hmm. seeing shit, and I hit a nigga back. I'm definitely in them DMs. I can't speak on what another nigga do, but trust me, if you, if I, I'm, you know what I mean? I know everything that's going on in my shit. Mm. You know, there's one thing I will say though is that I started actually listening to the mixtapes mm -hmm. on uh, the Dub Block Three Six Five SoundCloud, mm -hmm. and the Benny the Butcher ones. A lot of those songs do sound like songs that you would at least have approved. You know, that didn't. It wasn't the totally nonsensical garbage that a lot of mm -hmm. times gets sent in when we do the live streams. Mm -hmm. Which, by the way, we do live streams where we pay music for money. But uh, sometimes the stuff that gets sent in is like really, really bad. Yeah, right. And I didn't then, hear anything like that. And I'm gonna that. say this. And I'm gonna say this though too. That's that's might what they need to hear too. Mm. Honestly. We talking to somebody, I'm 35 fucking years old. I've been doing this shit since I was 16. I tried fucking everything. They might need to hear that. Like, that's not it. Don't mm -hmm. get fucked. Like, real shit. They might need to hear that because everybody got it up here. If they see, because it's too many people, it's too many. Mediocrity would kill the game. Mm. It's too many mediocre niggas with Lambos and millions of dollars and, and people sitting on the couch like, I can do that. I always bring this analogy up. If we was in a, if we if, if if NBA players getting these big contracts, NFL players getting these big contracts, if like if they drafted your man right here, I'm saying this guy right here, if he went to the fucking, it's uh, gonna be tough for Josh. I if he know. went to the Patriots, if Josh went to the Patriots, right, 
And they just gave him a big contract. His skin is tingling. This is, this is what he was thinking about <laughs> as an eight-year-old. <laughs> yeah. If they just let, you know what I'm saying? I don't know your skills in football. I'm just saying. You know what I'm saying? I, I got my doubts, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> if, they, if they fucking sign somebody like that, I'm like, maybe I should sign up too. Mm. So they see all these dudes getting this and it make, it make people think they could do this shit too. You feel what I'm saying? They might need to hear that because people is living up here in their brain. They're not living in the real world. Mm. So it might be a wake-up call. For a nigga, you know what I'm saying? Like, man, that's trash. Like, niggas need to hear that shit. I'm not gonna mm. fucking lie. People need, you know, that's rappers hear everything about their music, but nobody never tell them they trash. Right. They might need to hear that shit. And it's really hard too because sometimes when somebody sends in like a really bad song, mm-hmm. it's really hard for me to grasp how I should go about telling them that the recording sucks, the production, the, the production, whatever you're rapping over sucks, mm-hmm. your voice sucks. The flow that you're rapping in sucks. The way that you recorded the vo- the vocals themselves, like, that sounds horrible. Like, sometimes it can be really hard to like even think of how right. you would begin to give them advice on how to improve when clearly everything needs a lot of improvement. And I'm yeah, not like right, musically right, right. trained either, you know. But it's 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 a method to it. It's a method. It's it's a process. Mm. Now, I tell people this: if you I, I say I, I be really saying the same shit in the interviews. If this nigga Drake wake up in the morning and he got he got access to the best producers in the world, mm. he can call anybody and get a feature. Anybody, this nigga could fucking call Michael Jackson. You feel what I'm saying? So it's like you don't have no time. You do you do not have the liberty to rap over a bullshit beat when mm. when you got niggas like that who gonna go top ten top num- number one every fucking time mm. when you got too many people killing this shit and you want to rap over a mediocre beat you want to rap over a bullshit microphone in the studio mm. you want to do some bullshit you want to say this bullshit it's too much competition out here mm. it's too much other shit no you want to do shit and like damn I'm, I'm i'm working big homie post me that's all people want to do damn i'm mm. working big homie uh shout me out uh let me open up for you Man, you should shoot me that verse. I'm grinding. I'm a right. real nigga. And like your shit now sounds a certain way, but I'm sure you could look back to your shit from a different time period and say like, oh my God, the beats I was rapping over were whack. But what'd you do? You improved on that. That's oh, it. my the, 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 the quality of my recording was trash. Now it's not. You know, it's like it's, it, you have to be willing to work on every part of your career, right, right, not right. A, including all those details it's not just like oh my rapping is better right after, Your rapping needs to get better too but everything else needs after to get master well. p and all these niggas told us about how this shit go these niggas still don't know mm. these niggas still don't know this is expensive now there's another analogy that i like to use now if you want to be if you want to be a law student you can't just fucking walk up in there and say, I want to be a law student like okay fill this shit out and where's your fucking check mm. it costs to go there I say that to say this is expensive. You know, if you graduate from a lawyer, you could guarantee you're going to make a, a certain amount of figures for that year, though. Mm. So if you invest in yourself, you know what you're going to be fucking making? <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. You know the life you're going to live? This, don't judge this shit off the people who got lucky off the Internet. Mm. Everybody's path is different. You think just because this nigga took his mixtape and he signed this nigga on tour, you think that's how it's going to happen for you? Or you think another rapper owed that to you? Well, shut, shut, shut. You don't, nobody owe you shit. Mm. I grinded for every fucking thing that I got. I promise. That's why I always tell people I don't got no deal. I came in as the underdog. People thinking I'm gonna be who I'm thinking. I'm just one of Westside Gun and Conway homies, not known to be dope. I, I used to read the comments. Who was this guy? Da da da. Man, his flow. 
Now, nigga, run this shit up. Now I'm everybody on the bandwagon. That's that's how this shit works. So you got to invest in yourself because it's like financial stability on the other side. Mm. It's uh, you can take care of your family on the other side, and there's opportunities to make more money from investing your money on the other side. That's not gonna come easy. Mm. That's not gonna come just going in the studio, fucking doing anything. You got to go for broken and shit. I was, <coughs> I was kicking it with special, right? You know, that's my partner in rhyme. Mm. And he told me this was a few years. It was like 2014, 2015. And he was saying that he was about to stop doing this shit. Shout out to Special uh, Trust. Another nigga doing this shit independent. Got mm. money. Doing what he do. Putting other niggas on. Rochester, New York. But uh, he was telling me that he was going to quit. But a nigga told him, like, if you didn't try every way possible, yeah, how you quitting? It was like, even if you try 100,000 ways, but it's still three ways you didn't try, but mm. you about to quit without trying those ways. You have to try everything. That's how I feel. Because you could have easily, if you didn't care about getting better, making the music better, et cetera, mm-hmm. you could have easily been one of these guys. You could have just been Gunn and Conway's homie mm-hmm. that was on tour with them and right. was happy about that. Right. And the music never went anywhere. Right. But you focused. Or it could have been a nigga who Wes had to hold hold his hand, not doing nothing. Damn, I got to set this up for Benny. Mm. Oh, damn, Benny, you ain't doing no videos. Or look how this nigga Benny oh, ben, looking. Benny was the guy who had the talent but didn't have the work ethic. Exactly. I could have been that. Could have you know been what I'm that. saying? Nah, nah, man. You got to work for this shit. So mm. when people cry and complain about shit like that, like, you, you, you can't cry and complain to me about shit. I done been through the ringer with this shit. Mm. So have you found anything uh, in the DMs like that, people that you actually thought had talent or anything, or uh, anything man. positive happened sending these people yeah. through that? Mm. I did the one contest and 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 I uh the nigga Sholey, you know what I'm saying? Shout out Sholey, shout out my uh my nigga base, these niggas from CT who niggas get busy. You feel what I'm saying? And, uh I found I found Sholey out through like a little contest that I did, and it was like, man, that nigga dope. I'm gonna end up signing that nigga. Mm. And I wanna end up finding talent, but it gotta be A1. It gotta y'all gotta take y'all craft serious, cause if y'all don't take it serious, how the fuck I'm gonna take it serious? Right. Um has there been has has there been any conversation within the Griselda group chat or whatnot about this? Just because you know this is like it stands out more with you, I feel, than some man, of the other I'm rappers that have been ass named. Man, bro, but this, but is there, is there a concern that in any way that this could affect the overall Griselda brand name? Man, hell no, nah, bro. Mm-hmm. I'm a grown ass man. I, I'm standing this motherfucker with a hundred on, with all of this shit, with a label deal, just signed the independent shit. Know what I'm saying? Doing all of this shit, man. If if a nigga ever say a nigga can't say nothing about me, fire some street shit or some music shit. So the nerds, I know the nerds say shit, but man, nobody con- nobody concerned with the fuck they got to say. <laughs> yeah, hey, I suppose at the end of the day, it's like if people want to give you money, people thank me for. That. Okay, let me say this: people thank me for that shit too. Really? Like, yo, bruh, thank for this. I- it's for them. If it's not for you, it's not for you. I even drop merch. Sometimes my shit be eighty bucks. Like, man, I ain't paying 80 bucks for no shirt. I bet. I bet you got on some weird-ass shit right now, too. You know what I'm saying? It's like, if it's not for you, it's not for you. I don't pay I don't pay a certain amount for jeans, or I don't pay a certain... That's not for me. Hmm. Other niggas buy that. Them niggas ain't not about to close because Benny not buying it. So it's not for everybody. And I want to say this, too. Benny, the motherfucking butcher, is not hurting. That shit is not no money shit, no hmm. nothing. Benny, the butcher, is not hurting. Because some I, people might want to run with that narrative. Of, of, of course oh, the, they the, do. The, the tourist Of stopped. course they do. Of course they do. One thing about me, I ain't going to say my personal business, but I make six figures a month off music. Mm. I make six figures a month off music. You got to think, I get I get checks every month from Tanner Talk and uh, 
What's this shit called again? My first brick. I mean, plugs I met. I'm forgetting. <laughs> my <laughs> first brick. I was like, oh, I that's my that old one. shit. That's my <laughs> shit. That's okay. my old shit. Uh, plugs I met. You know what I'm saying? My f- plugs I met. I, I really was going to name that my first brick too. Okay. But uh, plugs I met. Uh, I do features all the time. And when niggas got to think, this is what I was saying. I do tour. I do tour. But I didn't get a bag for that tour. It wasn't like I missed nothing I never had. Mm. And I'm not a nigga. I'm not a nigga who getting eighty thousand a show. Mm. I'm not a nigga who getting eighty thousand a show. So let's say I got three shows lined up at a hundred thousand a piece, and then they not there. We missing a hundred thousand. We missing three hundred bands this month. That's not my situation. Mm. The butcher get grind. paid about fifteen twenty. So so with that, if if some shows missing, it's, it's some bread gone. But we not we not. Come on, I'm like real shit. So I yeah. For people saying that, stop. You ask to stop. And if you're getting 15, 20 a show, I mean, when it comes to hotels, flights, everybody that you got on tour with you, every expense mm-hmm. that nobody's thinking about, mm-hmm. you know. Not real shit. But you can add merch. Not real add shit. Add merch is a good point. I'm not going to lie. So if you can add about getting 15, 20 a show, do all of that, a nigga probably leave. A nigga probably leave with about uh, 12 in his pocket, 10, 12 mm-hmm. in his pocket. But guess what? I'm I probably gonna do I don't I'm not taking them one at a time. Mm-hmm. I wasn't doing shit like that. And by the time I go back on tour, that's gonna be 30. <laughs> What's the biggest audience that you ever played in front of in your career? Any really big ones? Hell yeah. Had to be rolling loud. Oh yeah. Had to be rolling loud. That shit was crazy. How was that? That shit was nuts. It was like a totally different vibe Hell though yeah. than performance. Like it was like a sea of people. You yeah. know what I'm saying? It was like a sea of people. That was crazy. But were you hyped on the reaction though? Because we don't think of the Rolling Loud crowd as being the Griselda crowd. Griselda fans are going anywhere. They'll, they'll they'll pull up. Yeah. Dumb motherfuckers go anywhere. We owe all of this to them. Trust me. We have listening parties. We have anything. We have anything we throw. Griselda fans is coming to that motherfucker. They mm. there front and center because we're we're their dirty little secret, mm. and they want to show us off. You know what I'm saying? That's facts. I, I never seen you guys live. I feel kind of bad about it when mm. I'm sitting here thinking about it. We did two sold-out shows back-to-back at the Novo. Oh, back that's to a back. pretty big venue, too, yeah. I'm saying back-to-back, the day after day, fifth, the fifth and the sixth. That's kind of like, because that's a standard in L.A. There's, like, various levels of, of venues. Mm-hmm. But that that the big-ass sold-out Novo show, what's that, like 2,000 people, something like that? Yeah. A lot was, of people. And we was going to do, on a Rust tour, we was going to do the Hollywood Bowl. You know what I'm saying? Well, that's, a really, that's another level. That would have been my yeah. biggest shit ever. Mm. That would have been my biggest shit ever. In terms of like a singular show and not a festival. Yeah, either. hell yeah. But yeah, okay. And I, and I, and I drop merch every month. Mm. So this is for the people, who, the hating niggas who at home counting my bread. That's, add those up. You feel what I'm saying? Add those up and, and you tell me if, if Benny hurting for bread. I want to know the, the, the phone number that you gave uh, Rory and Maul to get the merch. I got you. I got you. <laughs> I want to be able to hit that line. I got you. That's my boy Tony that. De Niro. My boy Tony De Niro, man. All you got to do is text this nigga and he going to send it. And he know, he know if any, random people text him numbers and shit like that, right. he know it came from me. That's Tony De Niro, the creative director of Black Soprano Family. There it is. Um, okay. So we're, we're lying in wait for this uh, project. How long do you think we got to wait? Uh, next month. Next month. They say early next month. I, I, you know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm thinking like maybe mid, late next month, but next month. Wow. Burn the proof. When this interview going to come out? These shits come out quick, don't they? Probably like next week, maybe. Fire, week yeah, next yeah. month. Real shit. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. I'm ready for it. Yeah, I'm on it. What, what, let me see. I'm on it, man. Let me just show you some shit. Man. Yeah, a weird program where whenever like a Griselda project drops or a Boldy James project drops or something along those lines, like I'll play it in the car like 
for like a week and a half straight mm. before I take this a for, break and then begin the to revisit. Your iCloud storage is full. Don't say nothing. Oh, there you go. Well, you feel what I'm saying? That's what I was talking about. That's a big name. Was I lying? Was I lying? It depends on what period of time when you say top three, I'm but not, yes, definitely that's one of the most important three. ones that you could get. You know what I'm saying? Real shit. Oh, I respect it. I'm saying, let me see. I got shit. Your iPhone storage is full too. Nah, it's full. I got yo. Listen, I need a whole new phone just because of that. My email is shot. You need a new phone? No, you just gotta go through delete some videos. Bong. You know what I'm saying? It's in there. I play for three you minutes after. thirty-seven seconds. Oh yeah, I gotta you know hear I mean? that. You know what I mean? Damn. You know what I'm saying? Did what he up? go first? Yep. He always goes first. You know what I'm saying? Real Did he shit. tell you? Like, I'll, hey, by the way, I'm going first. <laughs> he that boy. He got to set the tone. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You know, shit like that. Oh. No, I'm is. working. I'm working. You I'm in industry working. now, man. You in the game. I'm working, man. Like I said, man, every 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 move going to be better than the next one. Buffalo. That's big for the kids in every, Buffalo. Every move going to be better for the last one. Better the kids than the in Buffalo one. are going to see all three of those, and it's going to let them know you can do anything. Yo, you know what? I've been getting hate today from my city. Today? I, yeah, I've been getting hate today. What'd you do? But usually, from a, from a small part, you know what I'm saying? You know, I used to be the underdog, right? Mm. And uh, it's a, when they, they, like to, they like to get behind the underdog. Me, I'm, I, I love the underdog. Right. I'm not the underdog no more. So they like to compare me to the up-and-coming niggas in the city. But it's crazy because people in the industry... You seem like kind of the underdog because we're still looking at you, waiting no, for you I'm, to fully make the come up. But I'm to them, underdog. you're out of here. You're not approachable to them anymore. I'm definitely the underdog. I'm the underdog in this industry. That's why I'm just happy to be here. I'm, I'm even. I appreciate you for even ha- bringing me up here, bro. I'm just a street nigga who made it here and who trying to do the right thing. And I'm and I'm very responsible with my opportunity. You know what I'm saying? Right. These niggas kind of not responsible with their opportunities. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? But I had to go through so much to get here. So, but at home, I'm not the underdog. Mm. And uh. You know, people they they I don't I don't I don't put too many chains on probably or I don't bought too many Benzes probably or I don't know. So people want people want to got that Mayweather effect. Now they looking for you to they, you know how the hometown is. Yeah. They looking you for looking for you to fall. But it's not the whole hometown. It's just a certain group of haters. I love Buffalo. Buffalo is a is a dope dope city. Shout out Lenovo. Shout out Wayne Kings. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to Grow House. Shout out to G's. Everything. You know how we do this shit. You know what I'm saying? Big Montana shit. Thirteen hundred. Everywhere. That's facts. Shout out Buffalo. Mm-hmm. And shout out Griselda. Shout out Griselda. Shout out Wes. Wes was going to come here with me. Right. But he had to do something. He was going to come. I wrote a whole Conway interview that we didn't get a chance to do because he had to dip back home. Mm. But that almost happened a couple weeks ago. Right, right, right. I still got it. I still got it written down. It might have to get spruced up, but. Yeah, add a couple. Add a mix it up here and there. You know what I'm saying? You never know. He might be fucking an R&B bitch by the time you interview him next time. to throw time. her on the list. Exactly. A couple more exactly. millions we got to ask about. Exactly. Mm. But Wes was going to come down and kick it with me. Right. Well, you know what I'm saying? That's good. We out here. Your boy's falling asleep on the couch because you you're working him too hard. Snoriega. <laughs> <laughs> Ricky's like, not me. <laughs> oh, that's Mick. Bro, that's Mick knocked out over there. Yeah. You know, this this uh the time difference be fucking us up. We've been up mm-hmm. since like seven in the morning. Yeah. <laughs> you know that's why I, mean? I know I'm not a rapper, because I am not I I am not ever outside my house past midnight since COVID hit. Because <laughs> when I see rappers still in the studio till seven in the morning, I'm like, bro, I get up at seven in the morning. That shit seems so foreign to me. Man, it ain't shit to do. And you know what? Rappers really work at night, overnight. I learned that oh, yeah. by getting in this 
industry, I guess you call them an industry. I, I learned that from there. Yeah. All the big names, they call me, like, come to the studio. It's always that. Niggas calling me to come through at 11, 12. Right. Like, niggas is starting at that time. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So that's how they work. That's normal. Yeah. yeah. I've, I've been that dude falling asleep on the couch in the studio too much. That nigga, two chains. That's how he worked. T.I. I worked with him a couple times like that in the middle of the night. Yeah. Man. I don't know. Like, if T.I. hit me, like, come to the studio at midnight, I think I'll be like, yeah, we're going to have to do this another day. <laughs> I don't know, man. At midnight? <laughs> shit, I'm going to have to go get a Red Bull, just fucking take that to the face. Oh, you definitely got to get that. You got mm-hmm. you, you to be ready. You got to be ready when you get in the studio with these niggas. I would warn them. I got about an hour and, and a half in me, bro. Two Chains is an animal. He's going to go. <laughs> he's going to go. He's hungry, and he's still rapping with a chip on his shoulder. You know what I'm saying? And, and, and those... Things you wouldn't know about him unless you worked on shit with him or you kicked it with him. You know what I'm saying? He's a, 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 an amazing soul. Mm-hmm. Just being around him, the energy you get from him. I only oh, I kicked him in one time in Wyoming at that fucking Kanye party and just kicking and talking to him and shit. It's just like wow, like this is this guy should be president. Not real shit. You know, no offense to Kanye dude. in his whole run, but I'm like man, two chains. Like you got presidential vibes to now, me. He is smart dude. He is smart dude. Benny, two chains. Anything could happen. <laughs> Not real shit. Me neither. I would but love he, to he, hear what the punchlines on that one, man. You he, might have to go extra hard. Yo, listen. Let me tell you how, how, how I met Big Bruh. I was outside. I was in a, a backstage, like, of the Meek Mill Future tour. Right. Uh, and then I seen, I seen Big Bro come back there. He, he got his niggas with him. They deep and shit. He back there. He lit up like a Christmas tree. Mm. And then I'm like, oh, shit. It, it looked like he was walking towards me. Mm. I'm like, and then somebody like interrupted him, stopped him before, you know, he two chains. Somebody slapped him up, took a picture or something like that. I'm thinking like, damn, look like he was walking towards me and shit. And then after he slapped him up, he was. He, he came straight to me. He's like, yo, niggas, respect what you're doing. Da, 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 da. I'm like, oh shit. I mean, exchange numbers and we tapped in and he always he gonna hit me back when I hit him. He's gonna pick up the phone. He he gonna support. So shout out to the big homie. And he he's one of them niggas, if if he ever need me, you could call me. That's crazy. I feel like you're kind of that guy at this point of 2 Chains is putting on a new project tomorrow. He might be like, you know what? We need some Benny the Butcher energy on the shit. I am. I'm on, I can't wait till he put this shit out. They, you know what I'm saying? You're a mercenary. On motherfucking uh, College Grove. You know what I'm saying? They hit the Lil Wayne and 2 Chains shit. I'm on that. There you, you know go. Saying? Real shit. We need that. Crazy. We need you on the next DJ Khaled album while they're at it. I need that. I feel like, I feel like Cal, Khaled a smart dude. I kind of feel like Cause he fuck with what's hot, you know what I'm saying? He mm. fuck with what's hot, and you know, Griselda is a vibe. You know what I'm saying? I, I feel like he he tap into that vibe. I think he'd do Figure something. And he's like a curator, like Wes is. Like he like put us with somebody who who we haven't been with yet. Right. You know what I'm saying I feel like he I feel mm. like I feel like Khaled. You know what I mean? He gonna make that play. Yeah, I'd love to see what he cooks up for that one. And there it is. Yes, sir. Benny the Butcher. No jumper. Appreciate your time. Right, no, all love, man. All love, man. Thank you very Pound much. Right here. Pound, we ain't. Slapping up no more. Man, COVID-19. Closed man. fist, fist bump. We Real back sick. on it. Social distancing, all that, man. All that. Shout out Buffalo. Shout out Griselda. All the fans. BSF. I love y'all. 716. I love y'all. Big Griselda forever. You know what I mean? Black Sopranos. No Jumper. Coolest podcast on the world. Check us on YouTube, SoundCloud, iTunes. Like, comment, subscribe. No Jumper.com if you want to support. Appreciate you, man. Let's do it. Let's go.